1: It's a Justin Fields got a whole lot better Monday. That's right, where we are in a pretty good mood here. Welcome into the CHGO Bears Podcast with former Bear Coey, Corey Wooten. What did I just do? I'm already <laughs> drinking. Coey? I don't know what just happened. You sounded like Root my dog. Woot is, <laughs> is here, as in Corey Kevin Kader, head of content. Adam Hoag's going to join us for our in about 20 minutes. We'll have the Hogan. And, of course, we are always brought to you by PointsBet, the best way to bet live on games, to live your best bet life. Download the PointsBet app today. Sign up with that code, CHGO, your first two bets, risk-free, up to $2,000. Make yourself two grand and, you know, become a CHGO member. It's just a great way to go here. Uh, Yeah, thanks to our friends at PointsBet. All right. Uh, listen, team, I, I figure that this was a, a victory Monday, even though they didn't win because this is all about development. And so what I did for you guys is, uh, Kev, I got you the uh, Coors Light, and I got you one too. Thank food, you. And uh, I have one for myself. I think, you know, listen, Bears fans, we, we have to have perspective. I know that we would rather one. I'd rather be three and two. But, hey, we are – that's right. Celebrating the Justin Fields. We're celebrating Justin. We are celebrating <laughs> yeah, right. We're right here. That's right. Monday at noon – CHGO, let's go. Brags, we miss you, by the way.
0: Mm. Bears. Brick be- by bears. brick. Bears for the Bears. bears. There I, we go. I really hope this Carm, doesn't come back to where's be. Mine?
1: like. Uh, I Lawrence, I. am not cool. It's not cool. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's not cool. <laughs> but you're so far away, I can't throw it all the way over to Lawrence. I, I <laughs> all right, we're doing Yeah, we're done with that. we go, there we had a broken oh, ah, yeah, that. we look, done with that. We're done we do it, We're done with
2: that.
1: I, I'm not all the way there. You, you were the "the best chugger, huh? Yeah, no, no, no. That was impressive. I didn't, I didn't know they did that. At, at, at the Wildcats. I, I
2: didn't know that. I thought y'all were like, "Hey, we, we, we used to party a little bit." I'll tell you that. Okay, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, all right, team. So, Ho's coming up here, but as as we start the show here, I, I think you know, if we, we, we gotta just take a deep breath here and and woot. Since you weren't on yesterday, yeah. I want to know what. Since we're in a good mood, yep. what, what made you happiest yesterday about the quarterback? If, if Or you can go elsewhere if you want. So,
2: uh, I've always said, like, between the ears, right, the confidence. And I think that was evident from the first possession all the way to the last. And I know in the first half, sometimes it wasn't pretty. But I never doubted his confidence in that game. Wow. right? Did okay. the, how he took control of that offense, right, the decisions he made. That was the key thing, decisions, right? You look at this game in Minnesota, they have arguably – two of the best tandems rushing the passer, right? Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter, right? So I only have two sacks in that game. I felt really good about that, right? And a lot of that is on Justin Fields, right? Knowing when to scramble, knowing when to, you know, tuck and go, you know, get the ball out. I I really love the decision-making.
1: There's two interesting well, – there's about five interesting things in there. And, uh, Kevin, I want to get you in here. I want, you were happiest with with the quarterback. But they there was a, a note that came out from the Vikings side shout-out to uh, a Big Z in the Tribune, that the Vikings thought the Bears' offensive line changed their philosophy and that they were attacking more. I don't know how much – if you noticed that or not. I mean, i got to be honest, I, I I rewatched it today, and I'm yeah, like I, – Yeah, I, I didn't notice any yes. difference about but, it. But that's interesting coming out of their locker room that they're like, that. okay,
2: these dudes are being a little bit more aggressive now, and – uh, Remember what I told you. What Danielle Hunter was saying all week, how this is going to be a big game for them. This is going to be their game. You know, defensive line wise yeah. to get sacks, pressures, and I think they realized that this was a different Bears offensive line than they thought they were. You uh-huh. know, um, quoting the, the late Denny Green, rest in yeah. peace to him. But <laughs> we got, we have Denny, we have Denny part three coming up uh,
3: <laughs> later today.
1: What do you, what are you celebrating over there, head of content? What do we got? I'm
0: just happy that we're like. Feeling okay. We sat here a couple of weeks ago after a win against Houston and just felt all sorts of down in the dumps mm. because yeah. of what we saw from the offense, specifically what we saw from QB1. Yep. And, and now we fast forward a few weeks, and it's different after a loss. The way that we felt, I mean, we were on the ledge in th- that first half <laughs> yesterday, Mark. We well, were sitting over here watching the game thinking, oh, man, another 12 games of this.
1: We yeah. were like three quarters off the ledge. I mean, we <laughs> were like, oh, my God. And Braggs is having his heart attack saying, you know, what, right. what the hell are we going to talk about? I'm like, hey, yeah, there's
0: a lot to talk about. <laughs> but I was kind of lying. Yeah. Uh, and but then here they came. The thing is, though, yesterday we, we Lawrence and I, we try to figure out what to put on the, the thumbnail on YouTube. Mm. And we just came up with moral victory and commenters were upset. I think even Adam was a little upset, even though on Hogan Johns, <laughs> Adam said, well, it was a loss with, with some positives. I'm like, that's a moral victory <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. loss with some positives and whatever. Like that's too long for the, you know, I I don't have a problem with deeming things, moral victories in the year 2022. We move on to 2023 and 2024 when you've when you've spent all that money mm-hmm. that they've they've accrued when you're that far into Justin Fields' tenure, then we're gonna have a problem. Well, Five games into 2022 and coming out of of Minnesota, which is a tough place to play. Yeah, and we saw what that crowd was doing. Yep. We saw what what the Vikings are capable yep. of. I mean, that, that's a good football team. Exactly.
2: What isn't there to like? I, I think a lot of times, right? Even even though the fans no, we're not making the Super Bowl by any means. Like, I mean, at, right. at least at this point, right? I think this is a developmental season. I just think the fans in general want want to win, right? Everybody wants to win. The players as well. And sure. I understand exactly where you're coming from. Like, moral victories. People just hate that line, right? Right. Even, even guys that played. Like, when you say, oh, there's a moral victory. You play Green Bay down to the wire, and you play great against Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's still a loss. You now, two seasons ago,
0: when the Bears were in a position where, if, if they won the final game of the season, uh, they were going to be in the playoffs. Now there were some people saying well, I want to lose and so the Bears can get a better draft pick because they're not going to beat the Saints. Exactly. And I to me like that's insane, right? <laughs> that is insane. Like if there's a playoffs berth on the line and and who knows, maybe maybe the way the NFC is shaking out, maybe a playoff berth Still
2: is in the cards. I don't think that yeah. it is. No, no, it is. It absolutely is. I, got, <laughs> I did the math but today. Go, oh, keep going. A
0: Super Bowl title. I don't think is in the cards for them. Yeah, yeah mean, right. Know,
2: like you, you never know. But we're, we're gonna say, we're gonna say not not right this second. Right. right. The, the way they are playing as a team. Right. It could change. The defense could make crazy adjustments. I, I, I just think with the roster that, that you're playing. Yeah. Right. I, 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 well, yeah. I don't. Well,
1: just just shout out to the Bears fans because however you want to name it, moral victory, whatever. You're you're not feeling the same that we felt after the Texans games. Bears fans are they know what they are looking for they're looking and they have been looking for a quarterback for 30 plus years we were just talking about Cutler before the show and the, the immense talent that he had but the other stuff that was missing mm-hmm. fields yesterday on a million different ways showed showed leadership that that Cutler never did what would cut what would Jay have done seriously with Amir Smith-Marset would he have raced down the field after him and said, you're all good, you're fine, and then after in the postgame afterwards say that's a second-year player and I believe in Amir? Or would he have done his, you know, whatever Cutler act and, and <laughs> flipped his – and th- that, was, that was leadership right e- there.
2: Exactly. I-, I love what I saw from Justin Fields. I think that's the biggest thing that fans – analysts saw in that game right because a lot of people were knocking him, even even all the analysts through NFL Network to ESPN said oh I don't know if I believe in Justin Fields and then some were like oh it, we can't really evaluate him because he doesn't have the old line he doesn't have the right. weapons but I think what you saw in that game was a guy that that can be a perennial pro bowler if he plays up to his capability I mean that second half was unbelievable. That run, mm-hmm. that scramble, and then it's called back by the block in the back. Come on. Like, my man flopped like he like he was LeBron James out there. You oh, know? God. LeBron James.
1: <laughs> I, I love that you just ripped LeBron out of nowhere. That was so enjoyable. No, nah, he, he,
2: he flopped over there. But look at that play. There, mm-hmm. there are very few quarterbacks that make that play. Like, Lamar Jackson-esque. Justin Fields is special. I think what you saw in the game was, was the, like I said, the confidence was evident. And that was huge. 118 passer rating. And then what, what was it a couple weeks ago, like 10? It was, it was, it was like record low. You remember they're talking about yeah. record lows of this, that, and the other, yards, progression. That's what we saw against the against talented Minnesota team. And know? for
0: him to have that game the week after the ringer comes out with the article, just trashing Justin yeah. Fields and saying the Bears have screwed it up. Take that and ringer. And whatever. Like, I, I love seeing that. I love I, the ringer. He elevated, uh, you know, a, a offensive side of the ball that isn't great. And that's what we want to see. We want to see that he's a guy that can make players around him better. And when this is all said and done, and when the Bears make their jump, that offense is going to look completely different. Hopefully we'll have a Justin Jefferson of our own. Like hopefully
2: we'll have a, a wide receiver court that goes three or four deep.
0: Hopefully we'll have, be that, better that, on the other will, side of the yeah, ball. Yeah, that as definitely
2: well. will happen. We have we have the draft picks, we have the money next year, so I think a lot of that is going to go into the offense. I'm just hoping when it comes down to it that too much of it doesn't go into the, we need to address some defensive concerns. Right. But I think the 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 primary should be Justin Fields' development and to get him going and get a supporting cast around him.
1: Well, in his five-minute press conference after the game yesterday, one of his comments that was interesting, he said, quote, this is Fields talking, I think when I first got here, you see big guys like Woot flying around, D-Lyman going fast. You just think you have to speed everything up, but I'm just starting to figure out you've got to play within your own rhythm and the way you know how to play, and staying calm in the pocket. I don't exactly know what he means, like, play within your own rhythm. If the rhythm of the game in front of you is going 100 miles an hour, I mean, you got to speed yourself up to get away from these guys. But he he did it yesterday. He had some level of calm in there and knew when he had to get out better than he has before, and he...
2: You know, And you know the key thing is he didn't take some of those unnecessary hits that we saw in the week prior because we're looking at that game like, man, just get down. We saw him slide. We saw him get out of bounds. So he's being smart about that because as a quarterback, a mobile quarterback, that's what killed Robert Griffin's career. Yeah, You know, he was on the trajectory to be the next big guy with Andrew Luck right. and then that ACL injury because he kept getting hit that, that derailed his career. Yeah, that's
1: that's the danger of when you're – Getting out of the pocket and going down feel like, hey man, stay safe exactly. as, as best you can. You're, I mean, it's, we're, we're playing football. That's not exactly easy to do. I want to rewind back to uh, where you were at a second ago with uh, Cameron Dantzler, who uh, n- another shout out to Biggs, who f- Amir Smith Marsetta after, after the game said he flopped. Uh, y- yeah, maybe he did, but that what Amir's got to be better on that play, too. There's no doubt about that. But Dantzler, afterwards, said, quote, he was blocking me, and I sold it pretty good.
2: I was in a tough spot. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things, like, that shouldn't have been called in that situation. Yeah. He did, like, the classic, what you're doing, you're taught in punt return, right? When you're in that situation, Smith-Marset put his hands up and kind of shielded him, right? Mm-hmm. And he flopped, and he sold it, and... You can't make that call in that situation. right? That's too important of a situation. And you look at what happened with Tom Brady getting thrown to the ground, how they called that. It, it's unbelievable sometimes yeah. with the refs. And you can go back and forth about how terrible they are, but that, that shouldn't have been called in that situation. So,
1: okay, former athlete, because I, I have an integrity question on this one. <laughs> you all like to sell to the refs. <laughs> and Why I'm wouldn't s- you? Well, because there's an integrity to it. They're out there, they're to, out there to win. But, but but right, right. But so are we is it win and I listen, I guarantee that probably 98% of the chat is going to be with you on that one and and probably 98% of the world. Well, we- hold on.
0: Let's 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 put it up there. 1 if you agree that you should do anything to win on a football field. 2 if you side with Carm and you shouldn't. Yeah, if you listen,
1: when it really bothers me in basketball when when some dude uh you know cracked the living <laughs> shit out of someone. He's like, yeah, I didn't touch him. I'm like, dude, you fouled him. What 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 you? How are you trying to sell that? Or in the yeah. you know whatever. There's a million scenarios in the NFL. But, same, but, but, I, but I think
2: like a lot of D linemen, right? If you're getting held by an offensive lineman, right, and you had a clear shot at the quarterback, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you know you can't get him at that point, you're you're throwing your air, uh, your hands in the air, you're flailing around trying to sell that hold. You got held. But you want the ref to know that, <laughs> so you're you're throwing your hands yeah. in the air and everything like. Willie Young, that used to play for the Bears, he he like did Lee that Young. he did that to a T. Every time he got held, I mean, he flopped and he put his and he got a lot of calls because yeah. of it. They were holding him, but he accentuated that. that so that's, acting that's, 101. that's different though. He no, but it's not acting. He was getting held,
1: and he's making sure the yeah, ref sees it. Exactly. I th- that I think that's great strategy. That's what what happened here was a straight flop.
2: It was like yeah. now so is that,
0: there ever a scenario where you you're not playing it up for the officials, but you got beat and you got to play it up for the coaches in the film room the next week?
2: Yeah, a lot of times when people. Act like they tripped and they got beat uh, that's, that's happened plenty of times you see guys get burnt deep and all of a sudden they they fall to the ground and I'm like man there was nothing that made <laughs> you fall to the ground except you're oh, I lost my footing man you're playing an Astro uh field turf well, how'd you lose your foot
1: <laughs> there I I remember uh uh Hamp told me one time that I guess the, the Bears had like a pick and so now he's turning into a blocker and there's you know but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to hurt who was ever there which was shocking for him to say, for me to hear him say that but he's like he just grabbed somebody <laughs> and was like don't move
2: <laughs> or else <laughs> and, or we're gonna have a problem and that dude was and so they just acted like they were yeah they were engaging in a block oh yeah that so, happens a lot of times that, with quarterbacks especially veteran quarterbacks because they, they they know they listen like it's a brother-in-law thing like like what they I think say that's what was eric hippo i think that's yeah, what he had. So, yeah okay. they do the brother-in-law thing we're like hey man i'm gonna act like i'm going i'm just gonna grab grab a hold of you and, and then we're gonna keep it moving so it good for the coaching staff and <laughs> Adam wants
0: Adam wants in on this conversation when he jumps on here in a okay. minute.
2: Okay. Okay. Which which which? Uh, okay. Okay. We got it about the about the the selling selling calls. Yes.
1: Right? I mean, do people? I hear it all the time around soccer. Like you yeah, well, Soccer is a different, yeah. But it, but it's not. It's it's. It, but it's still in the moralistic of yeah. what. It, like, can we not do what's right or what? What exactly is happening? Cameron Dantzler, congratulations. And then then he's you know he's happy to tell the reporter. I ah, yeah, I was I sold it pretty good. Like I mean he's just he's
2: boasting about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean that, that's how it is in this league. People are like you said are going to sell the calls. But but that play on Ju- by Justin Fields. That, that was top-notch right there. It really like, was. That was impressive. Uh, the vision, uh, cutting back, the speed. has a, He has he has all the tools. So Pe- Bears fans that are saying, I don't know if he's it, he is that dude. Yeah. And we're just going to see him continue to improve. And, and hats off to Luke Getzi, right? In the first half, first drive was great. Then we kind of stalled a little bit. But in the second half, he really got things going to where he scripted for success for Justin Fields. I wrote
0: in this morning's newsletter, I, I felt like we were robbed of two potential –
2: all-time Justin Fields yeah. highlights yeah. one
0: would be at that 52 yard run that got called back and and then two is if that game final drive died. just doesn't yeah. end like do we
2: do we see a game tying touchdown I I honestly think that how confident he was just just looking at him after that play where they almost lost the ball yeah. right he drops back in the pocket you know nothing's there then he throws to David Montgomery we get the first down he gets the confidence then throws a dart to yeah. Smith Marset and then you know he, he doesn't go out of bounds all, all season long
0: up to this point it, the, the, the the offense has just been so stagnant and doesn't look anything like an NFL offense and in the second half yesterday the way they move the ball when you tune into a Sunday night football game and you see some of the the, the top teams that's what the bears looked, looked like, like it. it was crazy it was I mean, it was great to and see and that's it. what we need to see and it needs to be consistent and if it's not consistent and it's uh, you know it changes from week to week then we're going to look silly for sitting here drinking beers on Monday after a loss. Exactly. But but also,
1: like, to Bears fans out there who are, you know, feeling all right, we won't be able to do this every week. There was just a, it was a, the dude completed 71% of his passes. They came back from 21 3 down to take a 22 21 lead. He had. A pheno- just phenomenal moments that we're underlying right now, underlining right now. So these these are all things that can that work today, and we're not here for moral victories for the rest of time. I I, I went on just like look the Vikings. It was twenty one to three. They scored a touchdown on their first three possessions. Mm-hmm. It was it was, it, it was as bad as it could be, and then on the next possession, two runs. Okay, and then Fields picks up a third, or uh, no, oh, so, and then, then Fields uh, picks up a first down running, Gremlin, and yeah. then they have a third and seven after a couple more runs, and, and Pettis d- drops a ball that you gotta catch, right? And so, and Dante then Pettis is very
0: uh, happy for Smith-Marset right now. Right. <laughs> yes, he is. Well, Taking the first, the the first
1: one was like, was a little bit behind him and it, it wouldn't have been a first down, but the second one was horrible. But so then uh, Josh Blackwell at the goal line, he flubs one where, you know, could have yep. pinned him back. That doesn't happen. And then Cook's running down their throat. But then Robert Quinn gets to the quarterback. Finally, he hits him. And then Justin Jones gets a sack. The Bears get it back. And first play, Luke gets, dials up the bomb. And all of there a sudden, go. you know, the game starts to change. So, I, I, I think Getze deserves uh, just, hey, things are going terrible.
2: Let's try to flip it right now. Let's go deep. Yeah, let's, let's get that offense reinvigorated. And that's, that's the key thing. It, this, this offense and defense, it's a tale of two halves every game, right? Mm-hmm. First half, very poorly you know scripted up uh, ex- with the exception of the first drive offensively that's that's been key right we've scored field goals or touchdowns but then the defense just struggles and then in the second half we made great adjustments and have to come back from behind and you can't mm. do that in this league we're, we're not good enough to do that there are some teams that can do that consistently where they can come from behind but the bears don't have the talent right now to do that so they starting fast that's going to be the key thing going forward because you look at these past two weeks these were two winnable games, right? The, the Bears, especially the Giants game, and then this. Yeah. You know, if, if a couple things go a different way against the Vikings, right, the Justin Fields touchdown, you know, us going for two potentially. Tied for first. Yeah. With, yeah. A, with a game in hand on the road. You could argue the, the it's, Packers it's, game was winnable. Yeah. You got, you yeah, got yeah. away from them. but yeah. exactly. But, you know. And parity
1: NFL. I mean, th- listen, the Bears are two and three. Seattle, Arizona, the Rams, the Falcons, the Saints, the Broncos, the
2: Jags, the Browns, the Bengals, the Pats, all two and three. Yeah. But most of the teams that, that are very successful in this league, they start pretty fast. Look, at, look at Philly. A, right? Carm has a
0: list, and he's checking it
1: twice. <laughs> I, I, hey, man, I, this is, it's, we're having a day. Uh, Manzi, I love your avatar because Shaq's the man. Uh, thank you for the super chat. I feel better about this loss than the win versus the Texans. So do we. Uh, hopefully the coaches can adjust mid-game uh, from now on. Hashtag. Wooten Bears president. Uh, well, I think it says Woot for Bears. President. Woot for Bears. Pre- I'm sorry. Woot for. I need get get some gotta glasses. Get your clear. Thank you very much. Woot for Bears president. What well, do you but think? Th- you, I, hey,
2: I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm down to the improve. If I pay better than this. I'm, I'm down to improve this Bears team and take it to the next level. Well,
1: you you just said a second ago they've got to start faster, and then Flue yeah. said it yesterday. We have got to start faster, yeah. but like. I, there's no, like, start faster button out there. It's not like they're trying to start slow. So, how, I
2: mean, maybe, uh, how do you change that? If you well, I, I think some of it is game planning, right? You look at that second half, the, the plan that they had for stopping Dalvin Cook and, and Kirk Cousins, right? Okay. Have that same game plan because you know from film study what a team is going to do. Usually there's a couple plays where you might not have seen it before, mm-hmm. but the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, what they, what they do, they, they stick to their guns. Yeah. So you know what you're getting into. In the second half, they brought some stunts at that outside zone run. Right, this thing that was carving us up in the in the first half, you know, Travis Gibson had a big tackle for loss uh, with Kyler Gordon in there because of that stunt they brought into the outside run. So things like that, game planning for situations like that, they know we're struggling on on just a regular front seven formation right now. So bring some pressure, bring some stunts in there to kind of help out this defense. Things like that, because you know, like I said, what the Vikings were gonna do from the beginning of the game, and it's like almost like, oh, let's see how this goes. You know, and it's right. almost like the offense is the opposite. They're they're scripting great for, for what the opposing defense is is planning to yeah. do. Um, but defensively, we just can't get it figured out. So uh, I want to talk
1: about the, the Bears' defensive strategy, and so does Adam Hogue, is going to join yep. us in two minutes. But first, Kevin wants to tell you, uh, uh, you don't even need to look at anything, just about how important, how cool, how amazing it would be to get yourself a CHGO membership. Ooh, you should I definitely like a that. CHGO membership.
0: It's uh, the amount of content that we're pumping out, you have your game grades. Will DeWitt is doing his rewatch. Nick Moriano is reporting live from, from the stadium every single week. Adam has his exclusive newsletter. Uh, I have a newsletter. It's free every week. You can actually just sign up for that if you go check out our socials. But uh, we got sweet merch. And I'm going to tell you
2: guys, as a former player, everybody here knows exactly what they're talking about football-wise, and you're getting quality content because I've read this stuff. And, you know, sometimes there's people that don't understand football, don't understand the ins and outs, but you have a little bit of everything with this group. You got Will DeWitt. He's got all the stats. That's that's the great part about it. He understands yeah. the stat game. I'm, and inti- I'm intimidated. by Exactly. So dollars. you have a little bit of everything with, with the CHO crew. Well, and, Will is and an it's an encyclopedia, great. you know. And I love reading the stuff, and it's and it's awesome to see. So you guys awesome. are definitely getting quality content in there. And it's not
0: only bears. Like Will Gottlieb is now out with the Bulls. The the breakdowns that he does, even from last night, he did six things uh, that stood out to me in a Sunday night game in Toronto. That was a preseason game, and it's the, the, you know the breakdowns are so great. Marque is contributing. Uh, we have both of our baseball guys, Vinny Duber and Ryan Herrera, covering what's going to be crazy off-seasons for both of those guys. Our Blackhawks guys are, are, are entrenched not only with the team, but the farm system and the college programs that the uh, some of the Hawks players are in. So there's plenty of stuff out there on our written site. And if you do sign up for that membership, you not only get access to that written coverage, you get access to the discord lounge where there's a lot of hardcore fans talking. And it's like, to me, I love the discord lounge because it's like people who are super into it. You don't get a lot of trolls. There's a good community. Um, so that that's pretty cool. I mean, like you kind of like almost you get what you pay for. And if you sign up for an annual membership, you get a free CHGO t-shirt and we have a, Whole number of great football shirts on there. So where do they go to do this, Kevin? All chgo, all a l l c h g o dot And if uh, you do get
1: a membership, uh, Greg Braggs Jr. will let you come out and make mortar for him. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> brick by brick, baby. Brick by brick. I love it. Hey, uh, and, and and before we get to Adam, uh, also just just so, if you want to go see Harry Styles tonight, uh, y- you should go do that on the game time tickets. Use their game time app right here. Uh,
0: Harry Styles. Tickets ain't cheap tonight for Harry. People want to see Harry. That's the uh, rescheduled show from Thursday. I mean, he had to uh, to bail out some, I don't know if it was a COVID issue. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, they, I'm, there was a whole bunch of uh, videos on social of all these girls just crying. Like Apparently their mom was like, no, you can't come back in three or four days because they had <laughs> I mean, I, I felt bad for him, but it was also kind of funny. So. Oh, man. There's also a
1: zone deal on here for Ed Sheeran, July the 29th.
0: Hashtag, I can't wait. What, for
1: about, sure. uh, what about for the Bears on, on uh, Thursday? Okay, let's get us I let's mean, that's probably ba- more in our target let's, audience. Let's get bear. back to home base here. I, listen, our, we got diehards, and, and they do things for, uh, you know, uh, other than just football, I, I believe. Your your cheapest entree into Soldier Field for Thursday night right now is 143 bucks on the game time app, which is a great uh, – Great night to be out there when the Bears get back to 3-3. Three and three. Damn it, we'll get to how they weren't favored, and now all of a sudden the money is coming in on the Bears, so the line's moving. Uh, but bottom line, game time. The hottest new ticketing site makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, everything we're teeing up here. 50-yard line up top, courtside. There's some good values down low here for uh, Thursday yeah. night. Too, and look, rest- it's
0: all about supporting CHO. If you like what we do here, you want to keep help us keep the lights on, you buy tickets through game time, you buy uh, you know, tickets to the membership, you keep the Super Chats going. We are eternally grateful because this is a pretty cool job. I'm sitting here on a Monday morning talking about the Bears, enjoying a beer with two good dudes, three good dudes, yep. and uh, it's pretty awesome. So Thanks I appreciate everything me. anyone Unlike does. like Yeah. The best thing you can do, and, and this won't cost you any money, hit the subscribe button on this channel. Yep. We're trying to get to 25,000 viewers here at, in, do in it. a quick hit time. The, Hit the like, subscribe. Sure, yeah, Let's hit go. like, subscribe. Everything.
2: We appreciate you. Uh, game time app. And, and, and real, real quick, arm. Um, yeah. I was talking to I was talking to Jacob about this, Kevin. Um, mm. Maybe during the week we could start breaking down some of the key plays. Yeah. Because the all twenty two gets released later on. And right. I was talking to him about that, like the key plays in the game, like the Dalvin Cook touchdown. Breaking down re- what really went wrong. Sure. Right. Looking at certain fields with uh, certain plays with Justin Fields, so that way we give the fans an inside look. What it. really went on, right? And, yeah. and they know exactly who was responsible for this, what was supposed to be the fit here, especially defensively. That's, that's going to be key there. And then if we can look at some of the running plays, Justin Fields, I think it would give them a good look at everything. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Adam Hogue. Wait, real quick. Uh, Doug in the chat is
1: yelling at me. Oh, About? He's, he's asking if uh, the Bears make the playoffs, will Woot cut the Mohawk?
2: If, if, the, if the Bears make the playoffs, I, w- I will cut the, my, my, my shag – it mohawk. <laughs> I'll cut it.
1: <laughs> Doug, Doug, making it very safe for you, but you never know. So, Woot!
0: You're, you're, I think I, I think if the Bears make the playoffs, Carm cuts his hair into a mohawk.
2: Yeah. Hey,
0: listen, whatever, whatever
1: we boneless, need to do. Boneless
2: wings on a Monday. Boneless wings with a coarse light
1: and and a mohawk. <laughs> let's let's go, and we won't even talk about the team that's lost five in a row. Uh, who's just really scuffling along over there, and (laughs) wow, wow, was that a tough Saturday. And by the way, uh, I shouldn't do this, but I will. Uh, You know, Metra, what's up, Metra? I'm I'm waiting for the train after Wildcats, Wisconsin, 42 to 7. I got dinner to go to and whatnot. You know, Carm's trying to save the wall a couple dollars here, doesn't Mm -hmm. want to spend the 40 bucks for the Uber. Metra doesn't even show up uh, on Central Street. The 625 Metra. How are we supposed to get around in this world when the Metro doesn't show up, Adam Hogue? What's up with that? Metro just doesn't show up these days. What what what, what world what are, you, are we living in? What are you in? talking about?
2: He's talking about after the Northwestern I'm
1: trying to get a train to the city. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go down to Ogilvy. How does the Metro not – the, the Metro's never not there. So, so you miss this your This is your a Bears, Bears podcast. Not a, People ride the Metro to Bears games. They uh, will soon when it's
0: in Arlington Heights. Oh, exactly. no. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, no, no I, I'm, I'm guessing the bears have a little higher priority than the Northwestern wildcats. Yeah. At this point. yeah they yeah, definitely do. We got
1: a cat
2: a on sunset here. Okay. Yeah. Well, the yeah, way we, they're we, playing now. It really,
0: yeah. Mean. The Wisconsin, yeah. the Wisconsin. yeah. Okay. And then
1: we got Wisconsin coming in here. Yeah.
0: All right. So Adam Hogue,
1: you want to talk to Corey Wooten about something. And I think it, it, it involves, uh, the bears defensive strategy. So I don't know how we want to go about this, but, uh, well, maybe, you, well, first yeah. let's
3: go back to the discussion you guys were having about the, um, Lopping. the blocking the back penalty mm-hmm. okay and the acting or whatever by cameron dancer which which it was he sold the call but first of all look it's a it's a to me it's a i'm gonna back off yesterday i was pretty supportive of the penalty today watching a little bit closer i'm more like 50 50 on it the problem with me like woot if i was gonna go back and, as a coach and and show amir smith marset this play the problem is he got beat with his feet early on if you go back from the end zone angle he and darnell mooney are both in perfect position to make the blocks and the difference is darnell moves his feet better to stay in front of his man amir smith marset does not so he gets beat by cameron dancer which puts him in that position where now he's trailing and has to make it a 50 50 call and from that point on, Dancer does a really good job of selling it. Which, to answer that question from earlier, 100% you coach your guys up to do that when they're in that position. You absolutely try to sell a holding call anytime you possibly can to get that call. And why would you not? Carm, it saved the Vikings a touchdown here. They might lose this game if Cameron, Cameron Dancer doesn't do that. It's a no brainer. We're
1: talking about integrity of sport and whether you will cheat to win, cheat in the moment. I, it's, that's, not, that's not cheating. That's not right? cheating. That's that's technique. <laughs> no, 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 if you, if it is, if he's trying to sell something that's not happening, just to sell it to the ref, that in my mind is cheating. That is that is. If the act- roles
0: were reversed and the Bear, uh, Bears player had done that, you'd be uh, up here. We'd be toasted. No, 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 that's someone. not true.
1: That's not true. It's true. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody, hold on. <laughs> I, 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 w- I would like to, in, in a utopian world, you're right. Like, listen, I, I'll. Like I, I was never. Uh, here's I'll, 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 I'll give you my biggest one. Sure. I was never a fan. I, this is a Bears podcast, but I was never a fan of Dennis Rodman. I hated him to the end of the earth. I hated all the selling that he did. And when he came, when he became a bull and he became beloved in this town, I was like, that dude is a piston. I'd rather have Horace <laughs> Grant here. This sucks. But then, of course, you know, at the end of the day, was I happy that Rodman helped him win three three NBA championships? Yes, I was. So I'm. I, I wouldn't. I'm not saying I'm not a, a hypocrite on on some level because <laughs> I, I am. But in a utopian world. I'd rather my dudes played by the rules and didn't try to sell things to the refs, like we're talking about right now. I, I and, and win the football game that way. That's that if I if I'm my perfect, best calm sports fan. Whatever else, self. That's how I'd like it to go. Not, I wouldn't. I'm not going to sit there and pound my chest, and
2: be like, cheat, cheat, cheat. And you know whatever.
0: what, Corey, when he was playing, probably would have preferred that. When he was on the bottom of a pile, people weren't grabbing his junk.
2: Yeah, but it's football. <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's th- that 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 So, th- can I tell you a real a yeah. real qu- a quick uh, play where I tried to accentuate a hold? Right. So, in that 2013 game. When we get beat deep um, on that on that fourth and whatever where Chris Conti got beat deep, um, Randall Cobb scores a touchdown, right? I yep. clearly beat the guard, um, and I got absolutely held from behind. I flail in my arms in the air, and nobody called anything. They didn't call it. They didn't but call you it at all. This so is you, on you, the
1: country. You should have flailed.
2: I'm glad you did. But but that's what I'm trying to say is I eventually got through the hold, but I accentuated what happened. Right, right. Because we're, we're I'm gonna, trying we're going to gonna get roll that. this out on social for sure afterwards. Yeah, because we, we have you, to do a breakdown of you that. You have to. And 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 Hog, I don't know if you heard this. I was talking about Willie Young. He was one of the best at doing that. Right. Any time he got held or whatever, he would flail his arms up in the air, and then all of a sudden he'd get that call. Right. He did get held, but acting accentuating stuff is a part of the game right especially if you're not going to make that play you have to sell it so that they see it
3: absolutely and, and carm you're acting like it wasn't like a close call i i, I mean it, go back and look at the replay his arm is actually in between uh amir smith marsets he's got him kind of wrapped it's 100 a situation where you try to sell the call to the referee. And it worked. And your basketball comps are stupid. It's a different sport. i <laughs> bringing in basketball. It's football. It's not even close to the same thing.
1: Okay, first of all, I'm not even going to argue on, on the basketball comp being dumb because that's probably correct. But I'm going to read you what Cameron Dantzler said. Uh, I sold it pretty good. I I was in a tough spot. That's what the dude said. Uh, now, so he was blocking me. And I sold it pretty good. You're right. listen. As far as crimes go, this is this is this is petty theft at best, at best. But so, so but, situations- but, he, but he, owned, he He's boasting that he sold this thing, and I and I'm not I'm not going to celebrate his ass but, for
2: that. But can I ask you guys one thing? Don't you think towards the end of a game, especially let's say in the fourth quarter. Certain close calls like that should be reviewed that, that aren't normally reviewed. Like a situation that's gonna make or break a play, like that sack on Tom Brady where Jarrett got him. Yeah. That was that was the yeah. game deciding yeah. play. And just like this play, this could have been the game deciding play mm-hmm. if we got a win, if we lost. So I think in that situation, they, they have to fix something because it's a bang bang call. And like you said, Hog, it's fifty fifty. You can go either way. But I think anytime there's a fifty fifty call, you just have to leave it be as it is, right? You, yes, you thank you. It. Thank you. you. Let let them play football.
3: And I will tell you the one thing that bothered me from the refs on this one was if you look, uh, I think it's the side judge behind the play doesn't throw his flag until the other referee does. That's just like a small pet peeve, but you could tell he's like, I'm not sure if that's a penalty or not. And then he sees the other referee throw it. So then he throws it. That drives me crazy. Either you saw it or you didn't. Don't call (laughs) it because your other referee did.
2: Thank you for that one too. Exactly. Like when Tom Brady looked up at him and then they're like, "Oh yeah, let's
3: throw it now." Like yeah. what? That call yesterday in that in that Bucks game was brutal. And they actually started using that uh extra official up in the booth and I was almost surprised that cuz I don't know if you guys remember the playoffs last year. There were a couple moments where the referees were huddling and you know, they all got the earpieces now and you could tell that like There was some extra information coming in from above to get the calls right, which is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Get the calls right. But I was almost surprised in that game yesterday. We didn't see that happen because that was such a bad call. Wasn't even close to roughing the passer uh, on Tom Brady. And someone should have come in there and been like, yo, Jerome Boger, that was garbage. (laughs) Pick up the flag.
2: Especially that's why they have that studio in New York, right? Remote, everyone looking at everything. So, like... These situations make or break a game. Like it's, it, it is what it is. So it has to be something like that where they can review it. They come together and say, "Okay, was this? Was it not?" And it's consensus. I don't know if, if you know, up in New York or the or the refs need to vote be between it because that that shouldn't be a, a game deciding play right should, there. Should we pour one out for the Atlanta Bears? Or? <laughs> they are the Atlanta Bears, and
1: we uh, we're both feeling the same pain you, right now. You get healthy, Cordero, pa- Cordero Patterson, hey. yes. I do want to talk about the defense, though, with Corey. And, and That's just, where I was going to go. I just want to just yell out, renewable or rechargeable with your sniffing jocks comment. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Car- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> Listen, buddy. I, I renewable and rechargeable. I, I got I got tennis matches. I got I got hoop games. I'm playing in. Don't, don't you 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 can you can you you better t- you better walk that back. Renewable and rechargeable. <laughs> you, do, you do play
0: 12 inch softballs.
1: So. Yeah, 12 inch. Well, okay, yeah, that's, you're, you're that's, dogging, but I'm 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 celebrating. I don't even think people wear jocks anymore, honestly. All right, so, n- n- <laughs> they don't. They, 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 they really, wear spandex, man. Yeah. Uh, so okay, now you guys can have the conversation. On what yeah, the hell let's was talk the, about defense? <laughs> what was the well, What was the bear strategy yesterday, Adam? Lead, lead, lead this conversation because. it it was pretty damn confusing well that's why
3: I wanted to ask Woot like just from like a defensive game plan what he thinks the Bears were thinking because you know to break down the first half it's not hard the Vikings took Justin Jefferson and lined him up wherever Jalen Jones was and then Jalen Jones would play like 10 12 yards off and they would throw the ball to the wide open top receiver that they have. And they, it was just like, so simple. Now I do think, well, I, I guess I have two things for you. Woot. were, were the underneath defenders? Cause sometimes there's a linebacker or, um, maybe the nickel, were they not getting enough depth in some of those situations? Cause I don't understand you're playing that far off of Justin Jefferson. It feels like there just wasn't enough depth from underneath on some of those plays, but also no shit, that was the Vikings' plan. Like, I, I, how are you not more ready for that? And why, again, did it take so long to adjust, which eventually they did? If you watch the second half, they found a way to get on on more. They started jamming him at the line of scrimmage and then having a defender over the top. Like, there were adjustments once again, but why did it take so long?
2: Yeah, I I didn't understand that because, like you said, the game plan was let's play off them a little bit. And then, like you said, the linebackers weren't dropping with enough depth so Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson and company they were finding those zone the, the holes in the zone and that was their gameplay, right Kirk Cousins I think it was 17 of 17 at one point set some kind of Vikings record yep. now, I just didn't understand why after that first drive they didn't make adjustments on it because listen Justin Jefferson is a talented guy but the times he struggled is when people have press coverage on him right and you know you're going to have help over the top so I didn't understand why they waited until the second half for that to happen and then we we talked about the the running game Right. They kind of struggled and, and Dalvin Cook gassed him a few times in the first half on the outside zone runs. And then we saw them, you know, running some stunts at some of those outside zone runs when Travis Gibson got the sack combined with Kyler Gordon. And I just didn't understand why I was telling them this, you know, you know what the Vikings are gonna do. They've had the same game plan. They might have one or two plays, like that trick play that they had that nobody really saw, but you know what their mantra is. So I didn't understand why they didn't come out, you know, having stunts to, to the strong side of the formation because you know they're going to run that outside zone when they have the tight end and the the Y off. So I didn't understand situations like that. So it takes too long, and especially defensively. We start so slow, and then always we make the adjustments. And in the second half, we play well. Nagy, you're funny with your adjustments are
1: overrated. Uh, I, I got to throw just, just the stats on this. Vikings franchise record completing his first 17 passes. Congratulations, Kirk Cousins. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Career high, 12 receptions. Uh, Seven, by the way, in the first quarter. Seven for 91 yards in the first quarter. That's insane. Vikings were 12 of 15 on third down. That's the highest percentage an opponent has converted against the Bears since 1940, uh, which is unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, teams win when they do that. 23.3%. 23.3%. But the other thing is that the the bears on third down all season have been terrible. They're giving up, they're allowing over 50% uh, conversion rate. So this is not just a Minnesota thing. I see Adam Hose something's moving over there.
3: Well, I, I would just say like in the the whole title of this podcast today really is about you, you did, has Eberflus turned a corner or are they figuring it out? Like uh, let, let's find out Thursday night because the one thing we learned in this game was they were almost forced into being more aggressive in this game because they were down 21 to three. They had no choice, but I'd like to see that from the start. Like, why don't you make some adjustments before the game even starts? Let's not come out in this, you know, soft shell coverage uh, and and just kind of do this wait and see thing on defense and we'll figure it out as it goes. And then same thing on offense, be more aggressive early. Like, don't wait till you're trailing to the point and can't run the ball, uh, to take some shots with Justin Fields. And I, and and I think if you can, if you try to do that Thursday night, you might be the team that's up 14, nothing before, before anybody realizes it, you know, it, instead of the opposite that we've seen these last few weeks, I just, I, th- this first quarter, like insane conservative philosophy, uh, it, it honestly, it's like hard to watch. And, um, it was, it's like you you don't have to be boring <laughs> you don't have to you you can yeah. actually be exciting like why don't you start the game that way I'll, I'll give one more too. Kirk
1: Cousins and this one's uh, uh from from ESPN Kirk Cousins threw 41 passes Sunday none as in none were are into a tight window one or fewer yards of separation That's the most attempts without a tight window thrown since next-gen stats began tracking in 2016. I mean, we all saw it. They
2: were wide open. Wide-ass open. The the game plan was was they were scared of Justin Jefferson. That's as simple as that, right? And I understand he's one of the most talented receivers in the game, but you look at the tape when he struggled against that Eagles game. What did they do? Press coverage on him, right? They got after Kirk Cousins. I know our pressure isn't the same as the Eagles, but – Whenever you jam a receiver and Hogue, you know this, a lot of guys in the league cannot get off that jam, you know it's it's tough to. It flusters them. They like the space out there. Any receiver likes space to get off get off and get into his route. So I just didn't understand why they didn't mess with him a little bit because that gets in receiver's head. You saw in the second half, you know, just Justin Jefferson really kind of struggled to get open at times and really it really you know hurt us so I just didn't understand that game plan it just seems like you said they're coming out very conservative kind of almost scared you know to get beat you got to play football in this league you got a game plan you as long as you have help over the top I don't understand what the problem is
3: yeah and there, I'll give you one example that 747 in the third quarter um second and 10 they had Kindleville door jam Justin Jefferson at the line of scrimmage and he actually felled out He actually lost his food footing and went down on that then tried to recover they also had the safety over the top i think it was brisker on that play and then eventually uh kirk cousins was forced to essentially throw the ball out of bounds in that direction because he was looking to get the ball to justin jefferson again wasn't there so he just throw the ball away and now you have a third and ten so they they again like they made that adjustment it just it just took too long. However, I would like to thank Matt Eberflus and uh, Alan Williams because Justin Jefferson is on my fantasy team, so thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually dovetails where I want to go here because we were going to – I want, uh, you know, Adam Hogue, special teams coach, Corey Wooten, onside kick hater, uh, Kevin Kadock, Mark Carvin supporters.
2: Woot, you hated the onside kick yesterday. I-, I don't like that, especially after you score. Um, and you, you know the Classic Bears, how they've been this season, right? Second half adjustments, they've done well. So you have the momentum, you score, and then an onside kick in that situation. The percentage, I don't know what, what a surprise onside percentage is, but I'm going to get it's not, not high at all, right? I'm, I'm going to guess. No, no, sure. Yeah, so I, I just I didn't don't. understand that. And it worked out for them because they got the block kick, but that could have been a situation where you're giving the Vikings, whose offense is really rocking, a short, short field. So I just didn't under, understand. I think people are fans of it because of the way that played
0: out, the way it played out, the defense came in, made the stop, yeah. and so it was great. But so if they I, didn't, if they right. score, if they score and a field goal, you, or a you did say you didn't like it in the moment, yeah. Right? So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll
2: give you credit for that, um, especially especially that early, right? You know, because the Bears have been a second half adjustment team, and I understand you're trying to steal the possession back. But th- at that point, I didn't like that. And then also the going for two in that situation in the third quarter. It's you still early. I didn't like it at all. And l- that that could that could have determined the game, right? right? If Justin Fields scores in that situation, that could have determined the outcome of this game. So I just didn't understand that early. So y- I, you want you want a conservative fluke, uh, which is interesting.
0: C- c- yes, go ahead, or maybe conservative <laughs> that way. Well, I, I love what Adam said about about Thursday. Let's let's see Thursday. It's it's got a night game at, yeah. on the lakefront. Everyone's expecting to see an awful game, reminiscent of of Denver versus Indianapolis with with Chicago and Washington. Let's see them. Like let Justin Cook. Like let's let's see a 14-0 early lead. Let's yeah, let's shock nice. the world. See, uh
3: you know, back to the onside kick. I, I the reason why I don't have a problem with it is because of what they obviously saw on film. It was an interesting kick return formation that the Vikings had going where they really only had two guys you, you know, up towards that ten yard line that you have to, you know, the balls to go ten yards, right? So then there was like a big cushion there. Um, behind that because they only had two guys up and I have to just give credit to, uh, I think it was Evans, the guy in the Vikings who he just made an incredible play, honestly, an instinctual play to jump on that ball. Because even if you look at it where the, like the point where Cairo made contact with the football, like he's not recognizing the fact that it's an onside kick. Um, and and, And I think Cairo probably hit it man maybe a half a yard too far like you really want that ball to go like exactly 10 yards at the point where you're able to jump on it and it went more like 11 and a half yards and so that probably went but i didn't hate it because if you look at that formation i think it was there anytime you kick an onside kick you're understanding that you might not get it and i do think that what Matt reflux said after the game where he kind of warned his defense and said hey like you gotta you gotta treat this like a sudden change situation, like it's a turnover, and you gotta you watch the intensity that 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 the, especially the D line who we've been critical of, the the series right after they gave that onside kick up, they played really well, like they were really going after it and firing off the ball. So I, I feel like it was worth the chance in the moment, um, and you just sometimes have to tip your t- cap to the other team for making the play, and that that guy in the Vikings did. Michael Nash, you're on it too. Uh, they were seeing.
1: Minnesota bail out early, so it was it was it was there. I guess it, yeah. it, they, they to, to w-
3: me they weren't even bailing though. It was just the formation, like they kicked it to a to a to an open spot. I, I just got done watching it, and it, and it was it was there. Um, and and so I I don't hate the call. I also wonder too if Fleus was just wondering if his defense could make the stop. By the way, like even if you kick it deep. They didn't really have any answers at that point. Like, they still may have gone they gone down the field and scored. Well, so that,
0: that, that, Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Adam, as
3: a special teams coach,
0: how much <laughs> uh, time do you spend every week on both sides of the onside kick equation?
3: I mean, you definitely go over it every week. Like, you have okay. to. Um, you know, some weeks you can project a little bit more like, hey, hey is it more likely that we're going to be the team that needs the onside kick this week versus are we going to be the team that – might have a lead late and we have to protect with the hands team you, you know but you either way you have to work on it every week this was probably a situation where as they were scouting they saw this formation that the vikings were in and figured like th- so they were they most likely practiced exactly that onside kick to that exact spot and trying to beat that guy to that spot. And like I said, I think the ball just went like a little bit too far, but that is so incredibly hard for any kicker to do. So it's not like anyone did anything wrong on the play. I just think the Vikings made the better play.
1: What's funny to me about it, though, is because, and any team would say this, but the Bears after the game, the defense is like, that's great. They're showing belief in us. No, not really. They're saying that it doesn't matter if they kick it deep or not because you're going to give up points, <laughs> so most likely a touchdown, because that's how it's gone. And the audience is like, that's great. They're showing comments. No, it's not. They want to give you a short field because they don't believe that you could drive down the field. So it's really They were not- trying to give them a, an extended break. <laughs> that's
2: that's, the, on un- the, right that's the only reason I didn't like it, because your defense had been struggling to stop yeah. them, and in that situation, you're giving them a the short field. That's why I didn't like the call. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, it would be –
1: if if you could actually believe that like we love the defense so much that we know that you're going to stop them, that's why we'll do this. But that's not how they were thinking about it. They were, I mean, logically. Come on, yeah. we we can't stop them anyway, so let's try to give the ball back to the offense. And then okay, I. But but bottom line, I think this is the fluce we're looking for, right? These are not the Droids you're looking for. This is the fluce we're looking for. Am I, am I, we want don't do we not want Matt Eberflus to in general to be throwing caution to the wind and just trying to uh, seek opportunities to develop most most you know the the first focal point being the quarterback. But you know, hey, it, this is a long this season is about a long term play and and he's he's taking a shot on the road against a better team. That's what we want from the head coach, is it not?
3: yeah i I think it's interesting when you look at it that way because i i have a feeling like they're looking at a more of um we know that our margin for error is almost zero so you know we can't afford to take too many chances and make too many mistakes or we're just not gonna have a chance when instead i feel like the fan base and us are looking at this like what do you have to lose like you're not supposed to be that good anyway You know let take chances see what these guys can actually do and if we have to deal with some mistakes along the way then you will um you know you'd like those mistakes not to be as simple as failing to run out of bounds at the end of the play which i don't care what level you're at in your career you should know to do that but you know that there are going to be mistakes at times and i just. It was a much more aesthetically pleasing product to watch in the second half yesterday when they finally seemed to open things up on both sides of the ball and just play more aggressively.
2: So Hogue, what, did, what did you think about going for two in, in that situation? In if in the they first? had scored? No, no. I'm talking about uh, when they oh, were going for when, two in the, yeah.
3: Yeah. I, uh, he, he, here, here's my criticism of that. I, I, I'm kind of 50-50 on whether or not you should do it there. I don't hate it if you really feel confident in your play call that you're going to get it. I hated the play call. I mean, first of all, I just... I hate any two-point conversion in which you're throwing short of the sticks to begin with. Um, And unless it's something very specific that you saw in film, like one of those shovel passes that uh, come from the Andy Reid tree of offense that seem to be successful more times than not, as long as it's not the Chicago Bears running them. Um, you, You know, I just to run a screen there to Dante Pettis, who hasn't been catching the ball the last two weeks, has been dropping it. I just didn't like the call. So if it had been a, uh, a, a better call, I probably would have supported it more, but I, I think if that was your play, I would have just kicked the extra point.
2: Yeah, I, I think you gotta take the points in that situation, especially early in the third quarter. You're looking at it like, hey, take the points where you can get them. And then if Justin Fields and company drives down the field and scores, that's the difference between you having to go for two, you know, or, or, or not. Because I think in that situation, if, if if that didn't get called and we we drive down the field and score, I guarantee Ibraflus and company they're going for two because this is a game that you you're you're not projected to win, so you're going for two to win it all. Kevin, did point. you
1: know when you hired Wooth that he was so old school?
2: I I am very old <laughs> school, man. Like <laughs> you, especially especially yeah. you take the points when you can get them, right? And and it could have really hurt them in that situation. L- I, I'm with you, by the way,
1: I, I, sure. I like I, at, in the moment at the time, I was like, you know, they're, they're going for two to try to make it a three point game. But if, if I and, and I was fine with it. But if what I'm saying, I'm with you, I'm saying like if, if I was coaching at that point, I would have kicked I would have kicked the extra point. Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah and mean, someone play early in the game someone does. in the
3: comments point out that they ran one, uh, one of those plays for a touchdown yesterday. Uh, I'm assuming in reference to me saying don't throw the ball short of the goal line on a two point conversion. That was first and nine, (laughs) uh, first and goal from the nine. If you don't get it, you have more plays at your disposal. It's not a one and done two point conversion. That's why in two point conversions, I hate throwing short of the goal line. It's a completely different, um, position. And 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 honestly, and that was the play actually right before the, uh, that's, that's the touchdown. They ran the two point conversion on, uh, Speaking of uh, a team that would never
1: make the wrong decision as far as going for two and/or. Uh, Kicking the extra point, Chi-Town Cornhole, like that custom cornhole for that matter, uh, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style, which you can see, by the way, at our tailgate, coming up against the Miami Dolphins November the 6th. It can be digitally printed. It can be covered in vinyl. It can be painted. Uh, Their boards have built-in drink holders. They've got the recessed in on the back uh, super amazing LED lighting place they're just they're they're awesome they're sweet your friends will be impressed they're veteran owned and they're operated they can ship anywhere so if you're watching the bears uh or watching the show in wherever you're watching the show arizona florida london they'll ship them to you and they do specialize in corporate designs for companies next marketing or social event wedding gifts gifts for all occasions for that matter especially for tailgaters Adam, great stuff. Uh, Look forward to getting you back in studio when you can get back in studio, sir. Um, But uh, I like this. It's good to have you today, even
3: from your remote location, sir. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Keep it going. Thanks, Adam.
1: So, all right, as we wrap up here, team, uh, just a couple more topics that we need to hit. Uh, Number one, he hasn't gotten a ton of of love, at least on this show. Maybe he's gotten it elsewhere, so I want to throw it here, too. David Montgomery there, there, there was there had to be a reason that he was on the field as much as he was yesterday, as as well as Quill yeah. Herbert's been playing, and I clearly uh, Fields was more protected, so we we got to throw uh, thirty two some 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 oh, big time props. He, he
2: was great over there. You, you look at his stats like rushing the football. It was it wasn't great, but. He had that key touchdown, and on those key, like, third and shorts, he will get you two to three yards every time. And then the receiving game, that's where I feel like his best value is. You look at that last drive, right, after we almost lose the football, Justin Fields is dropping back. He's looking through the progression. There's no one there. David Montgomery's open. He gets the first down. Then that gives Justin Fields the confidence. Then he completes the ball to Smith-Marset. He doesn't go out of bounds, but – David Montgomery is is such a security blanket for Justin Fields, and I think that's where his greatest value is, catching the ball in the backfield, you know, blocking. And then, you know, if, you, if you're if you in a third and short, fourth and short situation, you give him the rock, he will get that first down. So I think he's so valuable for Justin Fields.
0: I, I feel like every time he's out and then Killer Hilbert has a big game, everyone says, oh, you don't need – David Montgomery, no. whatever. You don't need to pay him a lot of money. He's the running backs are expendable. I, I've said and the M- same thing. Montgomery yeah. comes back and you yeah. say, oh, that's why we need him." Exactly. It's and almost it's, like you forget. And yeah. you really hope that, I mean, I, I don't hope for Montgomery's uh, sake because I want him to get paid. I want people to get yeah. paid. I want him, you know, whatever. But I almost kind of hope that he's undervalued within the league yeah. and the Bears are able to work a reasonable deal for both sides out and, and keep this guy a Chicago Bear because, I, you know, I do think it is important going forward. We talk about the roster turnover and everything's going to be different, but you're still going to need pillars and guys who are Mm -hmm. here from the beginning. And it's not just Justin Fields. It's going to be Roquan Smith. If you can afford Uh, David Montgomery, you know, Jalen Johnson, guys like that. It's there still have to be, uh, you know, a core four core five, six players. Yeah. Going forward,
2: I think they have two great running backs, right? It's like thunder yeah. and lightning. You know, Khalil Herbert has that juice. That's that's why people love him. That's why I love him because he, he can hit that hole. He has that breakaway speed. Montgomery doesn't have that. That, like was, that was
0: the old. T- that was, are you like a Giants, Giants fan? Tiki Giants, Barber and, and, Rondane. and Rondane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we go. Rondane, yeah, shout out. Exactly.
2: A little thunder and lightning, but they both have their value. But Montgomery, what separates them is, is catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. I mean, he's just so valuable there. And Every quarterback needs that, right? Like kind of the tight end been right. up and down right now with us. Cole Comet had a decent game. Shout out Cole Comet, yeah, shout really, out Justin Fields, that connection. I really that like l- that connection because yeah. that's going to be critical going forward, and especially in the red zone because there's too many times we get in the red zone and we settle for field goals. We need to pass the ball more in the red zone and not these little screens like like we did on that two-point conversion. We we need some actual throws. We need some slants. We need some back shoulder plays. Like the one to Mooney in the uh, first first quarter, oh, that was the that was the perfect play call in that situation. He was expecting a jump ball there and, and No and, and, and that Fields was that was that was on Darnell Mooney. hundred oh, percent. Mo- that was yeah. a back shoulder play. Justin Fields put it exactly where you need to. That was all Darnell Mooney. That's the play right there. Classic Green Bay, Luke Getze, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers has been doing that for years. That was the play that Love he it. did for years. Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. Mooney, that was on him. That's that's a touchdown right there. That was great. Uh you <laughs> you need those plays. You need them. Which need is, em. Uh, by the way, more
1: compliments to Justin Fields, who like he's got to be thinking that was a touchdown, dude. You're my guy. But that's a touchdown, and we're rolling. And I didn't get it, and we needed it, and I want to kill you. Same thing, <laughs> same thing with you, Dante Pettis. Same, yeah. You know, he's and he moved through all of that gracefully.
2: I, I, uh, I think I think the one thing real quick is is just Justin Fields is, is the guy. I I don't I don't think. I know people still question about it, but what he showed in that game at a tough place to play in Minnesota. Minnesota is not an easy place to play by any means. That crowd gets rocking in that dome. And he played excellent. Like, I know it was a little up and down at times, but decision-making, confidence in the pocket, um, knowing knowing when to scramble, knowing when to get the ball out. I mean, it was everything. You know, the stats didn't woo or wow you, but he was so efficient. And, and the rating, that's the key part when, when they're talking about numbers. His, his efficiency rating was great. Yep, and it is interesting, uh, by the way, that his
1: is the rating. The rating of one eighteen point eight, it was higher than Kirk Cousins, yeah. which makes me question the rating. The dude went <laughs> seventeen for seventeen to start the game, he, but then he then he fizzled out oh, a little bit. He, a little, he just threw the yeah. pick because you get so knocked for pick and fields and turn it over yesterday. Couple of uh, uh, super chats, really appreciate it, Ethan. Uh, shout out to Cairo Santos coming back and hitting three big field goals. You're absolutely right, man. Uh, the fifty one yard or two. That Cairo, you know, he he doesn't have that. He's not Mister Distance, but to knock that through was huge at the time. Gave him the lead and uh, Toxic King Christian. Interesting uh, <laughs> way, way to live your life over there. Do the Bears go after DJ Moore and for how much?
2: uh, uh you guys can take this. It'll, it'll be very. They're they're going after someone. That's yeah, good. I I think if it, if it's if it's the right situation, it depends on the draft pick. I think that's that's going to be yeah. key. You know, you definitely don't want to give a, a, a draft pick too high. Um, How old is DJ Moore at this point? He's twenty six or twenty seven. Okay, he's still, still fairly young. Um, so I, I, think he's talented. Um, but you know, at the same time, you want to surround him with with some more talent at the receiver position. And you 25. know, could could DJ Moore come in there and be the difference? You know, with Justin Fields taking the next step this year, I think that's that's what it comes down to. I really
0: want to know Ryan Pohl's mindset here because I, I think you. Have the another one last lottery ticket in
2: the Keel Harry right? Yeah, Pringle
0: didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> EQ is you know sort of worked out, but not you know not.
1: He, he, not I don't from even, a production re- standpoint. Yeah, he's, he's
2: re- realistically a number three. Right, um, I don't
1: even know if it's a lottery ticket. It's a be, He's at best a scratch off, Harry. He, yeah, I feel like you're trying to get 20 bucks out of that he's card. He's probably like a $10 scratch off, Maybe not could, the dollar scratch off. Okay, $10 scratch off? Yeah. I think he's a dollar. But. So,
0: But I, I just do wonder. It's like polls. like, t- To me, I'm just all about preserving your picks, right? And if, if Moore isn't going to put you over the top, and I don't think he's the key to unlocking this offense. Like, why are you going to give up any of your picks next April? I agree right. with that. We don't need to be trading any picks right now. That's that's
1: that's not. But that. if,
2: if you think DJ Moore could be a part of this Bears, he's still a younger guy. Yeah. Then, then I think at that point he could be him and Darnell Mooney, and then we get a true number one.
0: I never have a great, I never have a great sense of what people are worth. Yeah. Like in, in terms of pick.
2: I think they were saying right. maybe a third or fourth rounder. Yeah. So I guess I guess we'll see at that point, right? A third rounder, third and fourth rounders. I mean, some value there. So. Um, yeah I, I don't know. I think it's if he's going to improve Justin Field's game right now, mm-hmm. I, I, I think you'd take a shot as long as you're not giving up too high of a pick. Okay. okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm hey, if you,
1: I'm not completely against it. so if, if they, if they want to do something like that for a low level pick, if, if, if that's what his value is and maybe get Velas Jones going a little bit, right which yeah. is a perfect Experiment. which is exactly where I want to go to wrap it up here. Just remember what a difference a week makes. Mm-hmm. Last week. Bayless was fumbling, drop, stumbling, drop, fumbling, <laughs> yeah, yeah. stumbling. The game's over, and, and everyone wants to kill him. Yep. And then after this week, he's sitting in his locker. He's comfortable. He got in the end zone for the first yeah. time, and no one's thinking about Bayless right now. Amir Smith-Marset, that can be you. You can do something Thursday night, maybe a kickoff, maybe a – whatever. Maybe you catch a ball, and you and you just get out of bounds and do it right, and, and all of a sudden, you know, we're all moving forward. So – you know, things can change very rapidly in the NFL, in life, in general. Yeah. So that's going to be
0: a fun week, a busy week. Bus- we have a busy week here at CHO. Tonight is Bears After Dark uh, with Will DeWitt, Greg Braggs, and then Nick Moriano will come in and talk about what he reported from Hallis Hall today. Uh, regular show tomorrow, regular show Wednesday. And then Thursday, we're going to be live during the game. I'll be, yeah. with you. I'll
2: be with you guys on Thursday. Corey
0: will be here on Thursday. Thursday
2: and Friday show, yeah.
0: So we're not going to have a show on Friday. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. I was going to tell you that. So oh, breaking yeah. news, Corey, okay. no show. I don't, unless, unless there's a compelling reason to have it. We had we had such a crazy time getting back in studio after uh, the, the Packers. I don't, you remember that yep, turnaround. Yep. It was kind of nuts. So unless there's a real compelling reason come in here and drink some more beers, which, you know, that's always a compelling reason.
2: So yeah. what, if, what if it's a crazy Bears win? Justin Fields goes for 400 yards of defense, knocks out the run, has six sacks. Are we Are we, we, are al- we in here? <laughs> we will do that. We will ab- absolutely do that. So,
1: um,
2: But it's going to be fun.
1: One last super chat before we go. Tana so lit. Ten bucks. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate the effort the team and coaches gave yesterday. There were a lot of positives. Hashtag bear down. Yes, sir. I, have, I
0: have one question for you. Yeah. Has anyone tried to go to NFL shop and buy a Montgomery shirt, <laughs> jersey? Not yet, but I'm gonna try that. You know, Shame on
2: the Bears, for yeah. messing it up. You got arguably one of your best players on the team, and you can't even spell yeah. his name right. Now, wait, has that ever happened to you? Your yes, last in name college, is a in college. My o, name, my name is W O O T T O N, and my my first year in college, they spelled my name wrong oh. on uh, <laughs> my jersey. The first game of the season, it was W O O T T E N. E N. Yep. And Indeed. I was like, really? <laughs> I did that today.
1: So just, just so you yeah. know, I complete, because I was written the right description. And I blew it. And I, but I was like, I was so well, proud. People keep do- on writing your
0: name in the description. Carmen oh, my, my with E-N.
1: My, my name's never been right. M-A-R-C, C-A-R-M-E-N. It's a K and it's an A. K there and go. Go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> speaking of going, we got to go. Let's go. Kevin, okay. great great having you on set, as always. And, uh, great show, fellas. Great show. Hey, pre- appreciate everybody in the chat today. You guys were awesome, as per always. We will see you on the Bears podcast tomorrow at noon.